Namaste. Yeah. Can you hear me? I am not fully audible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, I I just had little time, so you know I would have loved to be together for a long time. Yeah. But uh, just we have a short time. So you would like to ask something, or shall I share something from my side? Okay. So you know there there is uh, this this subject is perseverance, and I think it's really really very important because um, uh, without perseverance and patience, we can't uh, walk the path of yoga. Actually, we can't walk the path of life. And uh, there is a very interesting word in the Upanishads. You know. Who sees the Atman? So they describe it in one quality. They just use one word. And the Shruti says, Tamatmastham yenu pasyanti dhira. You know, word dhira, it, it includes many things. And one who is steadfast, one who is patient, one who is perseverant. And it's uh, natural. You know, someone was just asking me, that you know the problem with yoga is that it doesn't give tangible results very soon unlike let's say dancing or singing or music but even dancing singing music medicine they all take long time you know i take this example of uh, studying my md uh, five years mbbs three years md plus internship if you see 10 years you study just to qualify to write a prescription in a proper way now, when it comes to yoga, yoga is something far greater, the greatest adventure. I mean, it's undoing millennias and millennias of habits of nature. And the biggest habit is that we are slaves of nature. This is the biggest habit. <laughs> we believe that we are slaves of nature. We are slaves of bound by our thoughts. We are bound by our feelings. We are bound by our passions. We are bound by everything in this universe. To free ourselves, we don't even know where to begin, disentangling the knots. We are not allowed to cut the knot because that's not the path. <laughs> Nature won't allow. Uh, it'll create all kinds of illusions. So disentangling the knots, then coming out, uh, millions of years of habits, undoing it. So we have to allow time. That's why in 4.8, Shurabindu speaks of time. Sometimes we don't even know whether we are doing something in the right way or not. Now, the mother gives a very interesting story where there was a hunter who was shooting in the dark at night. So he didn't know whether his work is really bringing any, his effort is bringing any fruits or not. So he was very tired and exhausted after shooting the arrows in the dark. So at the end of it, he was very tired and he said, well, it's not giving me any results. And he sat by the side of the tree and slept off. But when light came, he saw that there was number of fruits which had fallen to the ground. He didn't realize that, you know, even when we shoot in the dark, something is happening. She gives another example and that's an example of patience because patience and perseverance go together. So the example is that uh, she, they, you know, you look at an egg for a long time, you don't know what's happening. But the mother hen knows and when the time comes... She just puts a little peck and the chick comes out. So for a long time, we don't know whether something is happening or not. And it is understandable. And if we don't know if something is happening or not, leave aside people outside us. So don't make that in criteria that people are noticing a result or not. That 
outer consciousness is the last thing to change. Of course, something begins to happen. Like when you enter a medical school or dancing school, you begin to learn some basic steps. So there are some basic things which happen. Some experiences come. But one has to keep on persevering if one has to really walk right to the ultimate goal of the journey. And um, it's not that, you know, one tries and fails. This is a wrong concept that I tried, it didn't work out. I tried again, I tried again. It's because the one towards whom we are going, the journey of yoga, we are going towards the perfect perfection. So you reach a point and then there is something which is left, a base, an aspect. So you come back and then you start again. But this coming back and starting again, like death undoing and starting again, or pralaya, when a whole civilization is submerged in darkness and starting again, it looks as if you are starting from the same point, but it's not exactly the same point. There is that learning which has gone inside. There is an information, there is an experience which has gone inside. It's like, you know, when you make a plan on paper and then when you say, no, this is not what I want and you tear it off and pick up another paper. Like many creative people, they, you know, write again and again. Now, when you do it, when you have torn off the first paper, is everything lost? No, everything is not lost. Now you are approaching it with one more step ahead. You have learned something. A, a plan of a house on paper. So we, you know, tear it off and we make again. Now we are not going to make it exactly the same. But something we have learned. So basically this return and relapse and going back, return and relapse and going back is because what is being built is perfect perfection. A part of the nature consents to the change. Another part doesn't contain, uh, consent. The third part resists. So that's why we have to be very, very persevering. And if you are looking, and not only that, Shurabindu cautions us in synthesis that if you are looking for something like a dazzling miracle, Mother also cautions us in, in prayers and meditation that radical conversions are always suspect. Dazzling miracles can lead us into a totally different direction. We should be very careful. It's like, you know, seven day course into Nirvana or 14 days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> course where you pay some money and you have some experience. Uh, it's not about that because yoga is not just about having an experience. Experiences are many and they leave a stamp on the consciousness. Many experiences which are very profound may pass unnoticed. For example, growth in faith is an experience. People take it for granted. But the real one step forward is when there is a change of consciousness. That is the whole meaning and sense of yoga. By change of consciousness is meant a radical shift or a reversal. Now this takes time because it's something very radical. It's not just um, some feel good factor, feeling some peace inside, some good, good, you know, nice joy inside, uh, some visions, some lovely dreams. All these will come. Like pointers on the way. But the real stuff will take time. So we have to be prepared for patience and perseverance, endurance. And you know these are interconnected qualities. We can't have perseverance if we don't have faith. Why would one persevere? Because one has faith that there is something which is there at the end of the journey. 
Why would one endure? Because one knows it is worth it, whatever I am trying. So through perseverance, what is tested is also the sincerity. Without sincerity, we will not persevere. It means, oh, I, you know, nothing happened or nothing much happened. So I take to some other route. But if there is sincerity and fidelity to the goal, then even if in a lifetime nothing happens, we will continue to strive because we are sincere about what we are seeking. So they, all these values or qualities are all interconnected. They are not in isolation. You know, perseverance is one of the five qualities in the psychological perfection. But mother said that they change as, you know, depending on the person. Similarly, perseverance requires courage. If we are afraid of failure, if we are afraid of fall, we can't take to the path of yoga. Courage is that I will rise every time I fall. Courage is not that I never failed and never fell. You know, today some nice quote had come, uh, you know, very interesting that while we are taught about what to do after we succeed, we are not taught what to do if we fail. Now, why is that important? Because in yoga, countless efforts, approximations for that ultimate launch. You see, recession is also a part. When you see a a good athlete or a long jumper, what does he do? He has to jump in that direction, but he goes behind. The more behind he goes, the greater he will pick up the momentum for the ultimate leap. Same thing, you t- you know, I give this example of the hammer or discus throw where you take a string and you keep uh, hovering it around. Now, why are you doing it? You are picking up momentum for the ultimate leap. So, the experiences, the crucial experience will come suddenly. But behind it, there are years and years of strivings, approximations, rise, fall, till one day the whole being becomes fire. Starts with a little flame. So that little flame, you know, if there is too much storm, it tends to uh, get extinguished or it seems like that. You light it up again, light it up again. Then you make it a little more strong. You protect it. You put more fuel into it. Fuel of all we do, think, feel, act. Till one day, we our whole being becomes fire. So everything is interconnected. So perseverance requires courage. It requires aspiration. It requires endurance. It requires sincerity. It requires faith. And above all, it requires patience. Now you see how beautifully life trains us for yoga. <laughs> so if you don't have patience, <laughs> you know, there was a lovely book, uh, The Road Less Traveled. Some of us, I'm sure, must have read it. So what does he say? You know, there are two kinds of people. One who will eat the best dish first and those who, who will eat the, keep it for the end. <laughs> so you, to learn to wait, you know that famous poem where they too serve who stand and wait. Remember that poem, that lovely poem we read in school. They too serve who stand and wait. To learn to wait upon the divine and his grace is also an art. All this is part of that one plan. So perseverance is not, oh I fell, I get up and I rush. It's also about taking a pause and looking at it like, you know, this time I must do it this way, little better. And through all this what is happening? We come ultimately closer and closer to the divine We capture many parts even a small little victory is a victory one for for everyone so that's why she says in this yoga when you are small little victories uh, each of us is a representative of a type of humanity so every little victory we win on in ourselves on ourselves is a work done for everybody 
So we have to keep doing it again and again from this angle, that angle, from many angles still. Ultimately from all angles it becomes something beautiful and perfect. Then it's a lovely offering to the divine. So this is, these are my, some of uh, the thoughts, um, experience you may say, <laughs> of walking the path. Any of you wants to ask something or add something, you're most welcome. Ah, for yoga, don't differentiate. Mother said obstinacy is the upward side of a virtue. Be stubborn and adamant with regard to the goal. <laughs> These are her words that you see obstinacy. She speaks in terms of obstinacy. Obstinacy is not regarded as something good, no? Jiddi. You know, you are adamant. But she says it's an obverse side of a very good thing. If you turn it towards yoga, then who really gets to the end? Who is obstinate? <laughs> who doesn't give up? So be obstinate towards the goal. But again, as I said, it can turn in a different direction. One can be adamant about one's difficulty and say, what can I do? It's my nature. That's not adamant. It's actually being weak. But if I am adamant that I must reach there, it doesn't matter how, which way one tries. Ultimately, at the end of the day, as you proceed, you realize it was not what you did, but why you did that was important. See, Ravana did meditation for so many years. Hiranyakashup did such, what a tapasya, I mean, standing on one leg and God knows what. At the end of it, what do you get? A gigantic egoism. He did the right thing, but it was for a wrong purpose. Whereas if you are doing, doesn't matter how you do it. There is a very beautiful phrase in the, in the synthesis. The divine knows himself in the heart of the seeker. Are you seeking the divine for the sake of the divine? Every little right or wrong effort will be taken towards, take you towards the right direction. If you are seeking it, I mean any of us is seeking it for the sake of satisfying our spiritual ambition or being a yogi or this or that or whatever else. We may sit in meditation, all quiet, still look good, but it's only look good. It's a pretense. So, you know, one should be obstinate, very obstinate in, in the path of yoga. Uh, at one place, mother says, you know, when, she's, when someone said that, you know, uh, depression keeps coming to me very often. She says, refuse to be depressed. Be more obstinate than the depression. <laughs> Depression comes again. Okay, I will be more obstinate to bring back the joy. So obstinacy, adamantine, all these. Because you see, you are struggling against nature which itself is very adamant. It's not ordinary. She is adamantine. She is, even uses the word adamantine. The nature, she will not yield the laws. It will repeatedly say, no, you can't. You are, you are born to be angry. No, you are a human. You can't um, you know, aspire to be like a god. It's impossible. So you are struggling against a force which is very adamant. So you have to play on those terms. You know, if it's not a mohalla football that you, know, you can just do away. You are playing against Manchester United. You better <laughs> learn your game well. So take it like a game. So ultimately... Victory comes to the most persevering. So perseverance and adamant, yes. Obstinacy, it's a good quality when it comes to yoga. But if one is obstinate about one's uh, difficulty, no, I can't help it. The obstinate thought that I am a useless person, then that's bad, obviously. Turn it in the right direction. Actually, everything can be turned in a beautiful direction or in a 
generosity is a divine quality, but it can be turned in a very wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Most importantly, it's very important to remember the grace. See, we give up when we think it's my own effort. If we remember that the one towards whom we are going is more keen to meet us, you know, this whole creation. Why did he create? Because he wants to multiply the delight. He is much more keen to meet us than we are. If you just know this, it's wonderful. That's why those who try, as the Gita puts it, by their own efforts, Pantha Duratya, you want to hold on and try, one gives up. The baby monkey attitude. But if you know that he walks with us, he wants us to take the full delight of the journey with him. He wants to multiply his own delight. That's why this creation. Then we will be persevering. Also, if we know what is waiting for us at the end of the road, it's not some Nirgun Brahman, impersonal, not some Akshara Brahma. You know, the Sharo Bhav, Akshara Bhav. But what is beyond Shar and Akshara? One who takes Shar and Akshara both within himself is Purushottama. Who wouldn't want to meet him? Thousand struggles, struggles, a thousand lifetimes, doesn't matter. So this has to be the attitude. But very often if you think it's a Nirgun Brahman, you know, we have to try by your own efforts, then people tend to give up. Then you have to be really a heroic tapasvi. But if you know, one who is waiting for us, not waiting, as it is said in one of the scriptures, if you move one step, God moves 70 steps. I would put it the other way around. Because he has moved hundred steps, therefore we move one step. He who has chosen the infinite has been chosen by the infinite. Remember this, then it will be wonderful. But if you forget that, then there is a problem. Oh, I have to do yoga, something very serious and you know, I don't know how to do it. Who will teach me? He who has called you to the path knows. He knows us, isn't it? Tell him, teach me yoga. I don't know. I can't read a book. You have written difficult books. Connect with the divine that way, as a friend. I really don't know. Everybody is telling me different things. (laughs) What do I do? So just that's why what comes? Surrender. So all these are interconnected. Perseverance includes surrender. I don't know, but you know. And he helps because the divine knows that we don't know. (laughs) If, If we already know there is no yoga then. Sri Aurobindo said humorously to one of the sadhaks, he said he thinks he knows more than the mother, then he need not be in the ashram, he can be a siddha doing whatever he wants to do. So you see, this humility is important. Now you see, all these are interconnected. A person who is not humble will not perceive her because he says, I know, whatever I have achieved is ultimate. But an humble person knows that all his achievements are nothing. Compared to what still needs to be known. So there is the joy of progress. There is the urge for progress. There is perseverance because you never end the journey. You move on, you move on. Because there is in fact no end of the journey. And that's beautiful. Why should there be an end of the journey? Why fix an end point? This great experience or realization. Even if you have realized everything. Everything else is who else but you. In the highest sense of the word. So... It's so beautiful. So perseverance is, uh, as I, I mean, as very beautiful subject you have put in. So it's, uh, I think, uh, indispensable, and everything else is indispensable <laughs> and interconnected. Faith, surrender, aspiration, courage, obstinacy, patience, endurance, surrender—they are all interconnected. It's a package deal. 
make sure that the bags are packed with these things if you haven't then they will be given on the way how you will meet somebody who will teach you patience so you'll have to pack your bags <laughs> okay <laughs> some quality you have forgotten and you are going on the path so divine will say look here you have forgotten no 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 i have everything i have learned the art of concentration okay wait so you'll be put in contact with someone who will teach you patience then you understand oh okay you came in the form of this person to teach me patience thank you lord okay <laughs> so take the joy of the journey it's very important because people get depressed they become very serious they are doing sadhana the word sadhana is very frightening you are doing something you know very serious looking grim faces but sadhana is delight you are going to meet the all beautiful the all wonderful that's how the divine is described you see how is truth is not bare truth is delight the vedas speak of that truth is supreme harmony and supreme delight who would go there with a sullen face and a long face <laughs> no you are going to divine who is all delight all harmonious he is everywhere in all things every stumble he is there he is the one who becomes avidya he is the one who becomes vidya he makes you stumble and he holds you you know kabir puts it very beautifully andar haath sahar de bahar mare chot he holds you from within and gives you gentle blow that's how you carve a vessel so don't think it's somebody else who is hurting you he is teaching you something he is coming and giving us a gentle push a little nudge so then life becomes beautiful sadhana is not done by one's own effort at least i don't know of one <laughs> it is always aided by the wonderful grace which walks with us all right i am so sorry i have to leave but maybe sometime else uh, next we'll meet with a little advance and timing we can yeah okay thank you so much okay thank you